Welcome everybody to So What Now. We have episode 16 coming at you live. What up, Vic? What's popping, my friends? How was your work week, man? Honestly, pretty good. You know, feeling better every day a little bit, you know. That's awesome, man. What you? What was your biggest thing you did this week? My biggest thing this week? Yeah, like your biggest goal well, that you accomplished this I, week. I went to three patients kind of by myself this week. So, you know, I still have my nurse, um, my preceptor, um, but, you know, I was able to give meds and do three notes on three different patients. Oh, yeah. Which is, which is good because you're supposed to, you know, move your way up until you have four. That's dope. This helps with organization and stuff, you know. Now, as an RN, how many patients can you have at once? It depends on the hospital you work at. Oh, nice. Like, I know in Boston, in Mass, I think most places are a max of four. Yeah. But then in, like, New Hampshire, at my hospital right now, they they brought it up. So you can have, like, five, seven, six, seven, which sucks. But Yeah, it's a lot. Uh-huh. Is it's Massachusetts one of the better states to work in as a nurse? Oh, yeah. It's a lot better pay. I mean, yeah, it is. Not to knock down all these great hospitals around the New England area, but um, that's probably the case. Um, You get any patients yet about, you know, regarding dementia or? Yeah. Yeah. You always, yeah, you always have a few. I had a few for sure these past two weeks. Oh, wow. That um, brings me into my little main topic here, this podcast, uh, sleep, the science of sleep. Um, This guy, I know we talked about this a little before we even started the podcast. It's uh, uh, Professor Walker. Um, He wrote a book that came out in October 2017 called Why We Sleep. He actually spent four years writing the book and on how sleep deprivation is linked to dementia. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, the reason we sleep is because we have to give our body a chance to, to kind of bring everything back and, and build everything that we wasted. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised because when you sleep less, you bring more stress into your body. So, you know, you have more corticosteroids released, um, your sugars are up, um, and you know, like high sugars causes neuropathy, that means you can't have, you don't have a lot of feelings in your extremities. Um, so I'm honestly not surprised that there's a link between um, less sleep and dementia. So I feel like for our generation, because we're so stressed and a lot of people don't sleep, I wonder if there is going to be a higher percentage of people with early onset dementia like if they do a study on that and then they can really base that on how sleep affects our minds yeah and especially we're not like the only like i guess um living entities or whatnot different types of animals experience different types of sleep sleep patterns and whatnot i know it's kind of tough to even compare like you know different other diseases of linking of other animals to like humans but it's crazy how sleep patterns even work though i mean there's certain shifts that people work especially you as an rn there's first second third that's mostly 
where it is and how we even live nowadays is one person working the first, second, or third. Um, that term midnight, right? 12 a.m. I think there's a reasoning for that because back in the day, most people worked jobs that were in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Midnight is usually a term, I believe, if I'm not wrong here, I believe I read this in the article as well when I was reading up, up on this uh, professor, is that's literally your min, like, you going through, like, the third of the fourth phase, of the four phases in your cycle of sleep. Uh, so there's one, two, three, four phases, and there's two main phases that branches off from that which is non-REM and REM sleep, rapid eye movement or non-rapid eye movement, which is pretty cool. Um, Don't you ever feel like, though, when you go to sleep, right, and sometimes you can sleep for like 10 hours, and you feel even more tired the next day. Do you think that's a lack of sleep, or is it because you just slept too much? You know, I'm going to – this is just going to be a very hard guess because I'm not – no neuroscience. I'm not no psychologist. But you you know how you just said that there's a rapid eye movement phase? Yeah. I feel like when you sleep for a long period of time, you have this continuum of rapid eye movement. So that means, like, your brain is hyperactive at that point. So I feel like you're actually exerting more energy when you sleep longer. Mm. Because isn't it that you get your best sleep in your um, – it It is when you're in your deep phase, but I know if you take, like, a 20-minute power nap, that's the best nap to have because that's when your body can really rejuvenate. So that's just a really hard guess on my part. Yeah. I mean, it's still – I mean, there's still research out there that's ongoing because, I mean, we've been on this earth for a very, very long time, and it isn't until, like – in the early 1900s that people are starting to investigate sleep on a serious basis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we really only have a hundred some odd years or just over it of sleep research. So a lot of it is opinion based and really data driven research, but I, that's a really good, um, you know what I, I mean? Guess, because why is it estimation. that your rapid eye movement phase is supposed to be your deep cycle? They're like, it doesn't make sense. Like if you were in, if you're in deep sleep, I would feel like your body's more relaxed. So, like, why is it when you're in deep sleep, you have all these hyperactive, um, how can I say, hyperactive neurapses? No, synapses while you're in your deep sleep. Because that's what's happening, right? It's like it's you're overstimulating your brain, which is why you have the rapid eye movement. Yeah. It's weird. Um... So apparently, after your rapid eye movement stage, um, apparently that's when your body starts to recover. You know, your cardiovascular system, your, your metabolism, your brain activity. Apparently, that's when it starts to relax. Right, like your light, which is, your light sleep. Yeah, which is weird. Because if you're in your deep sleep, then how the hell do you have all this brain activity happening? Like, why is your, your eyes moving yeah, so much? I mean, that's what I, I, I mean, I get it. You're, you're dreaming. That's another whole other topic of dreaming, but that's so weird. Yeah. It really doesn't make sense. 
which I is why best... no one knows. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's why sometimes, you know, you know, like a late night drink, um, let's say uh, you go out and you get wicked messed up. And so what happens when you go to sleep after a long night drinking, you still have all the alcohol settling around your body. Until the liver and kidneys excrete of all that, um, I guess, waste, because that's what alcohol is at that point. Um, what, what necessarily happens? Like, sometimes I feel like I had, like, the best dreams of my life afterwards. Like, after waking up again and you realize, damn, I need to go back to bed because I don't feel good. And then you have, like, some of the craziest dream you ever experienced in your life. I mean, it could probably just be influenced because of the alcohol. Because, you know, alcohol is a waste product, which is why we actually get drunk from it. Um, so That's I can right. only wonder how that affects, you know, the the signals that are being sent in your brain. Yeah. Because there's got to be a crazy brain influence with weed, marijuana in general. You know um, what I mean? It depends. I mean, would you say in a bad or a good way? No, it just influences on how you sleep. It just affects it. Yeah, because it's a depressant, just like alcohol. But it can yeah. also be a stimulant. It depends what you smoke. You see, then, then that's when it gets tricky. Um, if you... There's got to be, like, some type of, like, difference. Of, yeah. like, you experiencing marijuana as opposed to alcohol. There's got to be some weird difference. I remember in the article reading it, there was something about that alcohol blocks your REM sleep. And that even, you know how, like, drinking easily makes you forget, like, even new information? Mm-hmm. So... Alcohol can impair, like, more or less, like, oh, man, how can I explain this? So alcohol just impairs your first phase of sleep. That's why when you wake up, you're like, damn, I'm still drunk. I need to go back to bed. So you really haven't had your first stages of sleep yet. Right? Yeah, so you can't go on to the next phases of where your body can, like, recover from what you did. Because if it's being blocked, then what can you possibly do? I mean, there's got to be a different level of like, I don't know. It's just weird (laughs) on how sleeping even works. I need to go buy that book. I want to recommend it to anybody, even though I haven't even read it. I have a feeling it's going to be a good read. Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Jesus. Now it makes me want to be a neuroscience major. <laughs> nope. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's way too much work. I'm all Man. set. Especially brain activity, bro. That shit is way too much schooling, Well, because no one knows the brain. Like, neurosciences, as smart as they are, no one actually knows the brain yet. Because we really don't know. We've only, we only know the superficial part. Yeah. Like, we still don't know sense. what makes us different than, like... 
animals as to why we can actually think the way we think and like have a, a higher thought process. It's just it's it's weird. I mean, it's cool. I just think sometimes when we don't have the uh, the answers to certain things directly, I think it just makes it a lot cooler for open for discussion. Yeah. I mean, one big topic about kind of like sleeping the brain is like deja vu. And the reason oh, I bring that yeah. up is because sometimes I've had the craziest moments of deja vu and I'm like, how did that happen? Like sometimes I think about the deja vu moment and I'm like wow I remember when I thought of this like 10 years ago and I'm like it's happening now and I'm like what the heck it's just weird now there's got to be some crazy research on that too right there has to but like how is it that your brain can influence that like because like, it's that, like br- have... that brings it's up like a whole topic a of like if there's like a, a what's it called like another dimension like that's yeah. just a whole different topic because it's like why is it that I honestly think that I've lived this moment before and I've, I've, I don't know. That really trips me out is deja vu. Yeah, there's, um, it's funny cause I actually had that, that situation happen to me. Um, right when we started this podcast, I remember we were talking about a topic and I knew exactly what you were going to say. It was so weird, bro. Like, I saw it happen already. Yeah. And it's like, you know you did. It's like, you know you did. It's not like, oh, maybe I, maybe. It's like, no, I know I did. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm not going crazy. I know it. Yeah. I mean, do you think, like, younger people experience that as opposed to, like, older adults? I mean, I think I've honestly, like, I remember there was one moment I had deja vu like when I was in middle school. And sometimes yeah. I have it sprinkled every now and then. So I feel like it happens at all, at any age. Like any age where you can actually start to remember. So I probably think like six and up or something. You probably can have a feeling of deja vu. Yeah. I mean. Oh, here's a here's a um article on it. By the time you reach an age between 15 and 25, you will probably be having deja vu experiences more often than you will ever have them after that. The number of deja vu experiences people report steadily decreases after 25 years old. This is puzzling for researchers because we are used to thinking of memory problems increasing by age, not decreasing with age. This may actually tell us something really important about deja vu, that deja vu is not a memory problem at all. What is it? Exactly. If you think about this stage of deja vu where you realize that you're feeling a recognition that should not be as strong as it is, you will probably recognize that this is actually a really helpful response. It lets you know that while you may feel really strongly that something is familiar, the feeling is wrong and you should try to ignore it. I mean, if it's between 15 and 25, the only thing that would kind of make sense is that that's like when our brains are making the most, um, are growing the most. Or yeah. what's, what's it called when our brains are developing the most is between that age. So that can, yeah. that can be the only thing I can probably connect it to it is that our developing minds are just so not developed that they just start to think random stuff. 
So here's uh, the part of the article. It says, what causes deja vu? One of these groups contain people who have a condition called temporal lobe epilepsy. Epilepsy causes brain cells to send out-of-control electrical signals that affect them in all brain cells around them, and sometimes even all the cells in the whole brain. These signals can move through cells that, um, in the brain, like dominoes, each one knocking over that one that is next to you. But that's a seizure, though. That's like, no, that's not right. I mean, I know, like, people with seizure disorders, they sometimes they get, like, a euphoria before they get a seizure. Like, they, like... Yeah the world becomes green or something or they have a feeling but that doesn't connect i mean it does because i guess that feeling when you do get the deja vu is kind of like that you kind of have like this whole like this chilling feeling but unless they're calling that a seizure yeah people with temporal lobe epilepsy often report having deja vu just before they have a seizure there you go this tells us that deja vu is probably linked to the temporal lobe of the brain um, this links back to the idea that deja vu might be caused by a strong feeling of familiarity. The familiarity is signaled by brain cells in the temporal lobe, but is not, but is noticed and ignored by other part of the brain that checks whether the signals coming in to make sense. Okay. So the part of the brain that's checking, this checking may be, well, in the frontal of uh, the frontal lobe, a part of the brain and from just above your eyes. We know the front lobe is important for making decisions. Hmm. Yeah, that's an article straight out of the Scientific American. That's a pretty uh, quality source for quick reads. We'll never know. We'll have to give it a lot longer. Yeah, dude. Like, Oh, we'll never know. We yeah. We'll never know. I hope one day we actually find like a serious crack to it, though. Because then people will be sleeping better. And I don't know, like you said, society moves too fast nowadays. It's kind of hard to even control on how we sleep. Because sometimes people would say, damn, I just got three hours of sleep. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Really, in reality, that's bad for them. Not necessarily because they could just have adapted to that and all they need is three, three, four hours of sleep and they're fine. That's true. Or but they, they feel can. fine. They feel fine, but I don't think they're physiologically fine. Get what I mean? Maybe, unless their bodies can, like, recharge that fast. Like, Yeah, it's got to be conditional with some individuals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. all our brains are different. I think that's the part that affects it. The most, yeah. No well, brains Matthew, alike. Well, 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 I'm reading this all this article and Matthew Walker said on the Joe Rogan experience that um, apparently due to a lack of sleep, we experience uh, a detriment in age loss, especially in males. So our testosterone levels get alleviated by 10 years, but due to a lack of sleep. So we feel 10 years older if you consistently <laughs> having a lack of sleep. That explains a lot. <laughs> so apparently our bones are brittler and our muscles get a lot less elastic. So, I mean, 
that kind of makes sense, but it kind of doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because so many people go without sleeping, Vic. Yeah. But they're probably unhealthy. Yeah. Unless their bodies are just fine with getting no sleep. If they're like the 1%. Who's like, oh, I need three hours and I'm fine. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, if you think about it, maybe... um, How do you say this? Maybe if you go... Let's say, let's say you take a crazy psychedelic drug, right? That's got to do something to your sleeping pattern, right? Yeah. Just like alcohol or marijuana would do. So I think we're going to see more and more research as to how these drugs are affecting us and how caffeine is, is um, affecting our sleep or CBD. I think we're going to see more and more research, even vaping. We're going to see more and more research on how it's affecting our sleep. Which is going to be pretty damn cool, in my opinion. Because then we're really going to see on how brain activity works under the influence of these certain drugs. It's kind of weird to call alcohol a drug, though, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is. Yeah. Because it changes something in our body. So another element of sleeping is dreaming, bro. When was the last time you had a crazy vivid dream that you can possibly tell me within like five minutes? Honestly, I can't remember. <laughs> I feel like it's been a heavy minute. Yeah. Apparently, in this article as well, in the when Matthew Walker was on the Joe Rogan Experience, he explained that when Joe Rogan went through a sober phase, he did like sober October. Apparently, we're the brain is like catching up from all the times you've drank or smoked or, or did something crazy to your body to affect your brain. So it's kind of like a rebound effect. So that's why your dreams are so much more vivid. What is it catching up to, though? Um, from all the times you have blocked REM. Oh. But I mean, since since you already didn't go through that phase, why why would you have to catch up? So or like it'd be impossible to catch up. Yeah. So apparently, once you go to sleep and you hit the REM phase, your REM phase is that much more potent because you weren't experiencing it. So like the receptors on your brain are like, hey, damn, this nigga's dreaming. Hey. <laughs> so your brain probably gets hyped and there's probably a hyperactivity that happens in your brain that is not used to but then when you wake up um, would you wake up feeling tired i'm guessing yeah you yeah because even your though you're not going crazy but you're at you actually got sleep yeah because you ever seen one of those videos of when people are like dreaming bro Oh yeah, um, and their eyes. How are just... fast are, their eyes are moving? Mm-hmm. Bro, that's so messed up. I want to see myself doing that shit. Me too. I always want to do like those sleep studies, like voluntarily just do it. I always used to do it in school, but Let me see. just how crazy to see, my eyes like, go. yeah, or even like how our heart beats, 
the way our like stomach is digesting while we're sleeping. Um, I don't know, just everything. How our body is like. You ever experienced it's... sleep paralysis, bro? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That has That's, to be one that of those, is scary. That has to be top five scariest things I've ever experienced in my life. But then, like, you wake up out of it and then you just fall back asleep. That yeah. Means... Yeah. Imagine seeing something while you're in sleep paralysis, bro. Yeah, I think one time I did. <laughs> I can't describe what I saw, but like, it's just weird. It's like you just can't move and you're just like so stiff. You see how many elements there are to sleeping, though, and like sleep disorders? Yeah. I know, I know I used to sleepwalk as a little kid. Um, I know my mom would have to just shut my eyes and slowly guide me back to my room because apparently when you're sleepwalking, your eyes are straight up open yeah. and <laughs> your eyes are like bloodshot red because of how like you haven't been blinking. And so get dry. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking like Towelie from South Park, always high. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another scary thing too, because I know my brother experienced night terrors too. My brother Lewis. Um that's also another scary thing because you have no control over that. So when you're having a nightmare and all of a sudden you're you're in it. Like, your body is repeating the actions of what's happening in your dream. It's almost as if it's, like it's, a, it's a mirroring effect. Yeah. You really feel like you're in, you're in that moment. I mean, it just shows how important sleep is and how much we don't know about it. Yeah. It, it, it this just goes back to another thing too of quality over quantity, you know. Mm-hmm. Getting that good night's nice sleep, man. I mean, I sometimes only remember the last time I had the endless night's nice sleep, and I just wake up on command with my internal clock without my clock ringing. You know what I mean? Oh uh, yeah, these past few days I have. I've been waking oh, that's up at good. like at like seven thirty, like those these past days. And it's like I'm not as tired. Is that adjustment waking up so damn early? You think I that's think, what's helping it? I think that's what's helping is that like because I've been waking up at four so much, then I like I just like wake up at seven thirty like it's nothing. Hmm. So sometimes I think that I have explains it though. That explains but what about those times where, you know, we had winter break from college and we would go to bed at four AM and sometimes we would just get up at nine o'clock automatically. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so weird. I find that so weird sometimes. Or sometimes we would get up at 8 a.m. and not be tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why it's so trippy. Yeah. Like, we really, sometimes we really try to get a good night's rest and we can't. Until, like, yeah. it finally happens. I think our body has just been so accustomed to doing something over and over again that once we even experience some type of, like, sleep, uh, it's like, eh, get up. It's kind of like, I think we move through stages of the cycle much faster than we did before. Oh, the cycle of sleep? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, people face so much more stress, too, and depression, and 
I wonder how that affects everything on top of that. That's another qu- crazy study you can do too. These all have to be longitudinal. Yeah, studies, like right? sleep patterns. Studies done over time. Yeah, they have to. Like I think now it'd be too late, but it would be like a study that could compare how each generation sleeps, because like we oh, can kind of. Oh yeah. There can be a study that they can like take each generations and like put like their stress levels and stuff and and like their use of antidepressants and anti anxiety meds and see like how that affects their sleep and like who has more night terrors who has who sleep who sleepwalks more like that would be a really cool probably phd study right there but i don't know how it would work because you'd have to start with this new generation yeah and i think so much has happened in between that it would be hard to you know, kind of key in on those other variables, those unknown variables. Yeah, and there's and, a lot of variables too. Yeah, and some that are not even controllable, just like those unknown ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, I'm into that sleep shit all of a sudden now, man. I don't know, I just got into that crazy, crazy, like, interest in that up late because... I've noticed it in my sleep, too. And how... It was literally after my surgery, though. Like, sometimes... Like, as soon as I got off the oxys, um, after my surgery, I don't know, I was sleeping like a baby, bro. I mean, sometimes you need, like, a hard, a hard reset. And that can be yeah. your hard reset. Yeah, I think so. Like, that was my hard reset, and I think that's why I've been sleeping so much better, because, like, I wake up at 4, 4.30. What was that you kind of cut I off don't know. there? No, I think that was my hard reset, like, for oh, my okay. circadian rhythm, was to, like, start waking Makes up sense. early for work. Oh, what about, like, actually... what about, like, a siesta, what those people do out in Europe, you know? Is it more or less the food that they're eating that makes them so damn tired? Or is it, you know, how fast society is moving? Probably both. I mean, they eat super healthy foods. Yeah. That's another thing. And I mean, remember, quick naps are better than long naps. Yeah. So that, you feel more refreshed with a quick nap. Yeah. I wonder how long those siestas are, though, in Spain and Italy and stuff like that. Yeah. Because like, you can only nap for so damn long. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like literally, when I saw your text, I napped. <laughs> like, when you said, I'm ready whenever for the podcast, <laughs> I literally napped between, like, those 15 minutes. And I was like, wow, I feel great. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go to the casino. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. There's just such a difference between, like, um, what a person does before queuing up to sleeping. I mean, if you do less, obviously, you're just going to, you know, naturally just fall asleep. But if you're doing more, man, like, your body is just drained. And you felt that, too, bro. You're feeling it all the time now with being a nurse, doing stuff all the time. And I think that's most jobs, too. That's why it's so hard to, you know, go to the gym after a long day's work. 
That's why sometimes you need an extensive amount of time off. I feel like even working the nine to five Monday through Friday and only having Friday, uh, Saturday and Sunday off is not enough. Like, that's pretty dope mm-hmm. that you have the next four days off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it can be like that all the time. Yeah. Just two days isn't enough when you're working five days in a row. Yeah. For example. And especially how fast society is moving, too. I feel like we're only moving faster with technology, too. We're not moving any slower. We're only going faster. Yeah. Oh, man. I hope I get a good night's sleep tonight. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Cause oh, shit. It is August 3rd, and Vic and I are going to the casino. This is that's probably what we're going to end up doing with the podcast to promote this podcast. A pick with us at the casino. <laughs> <laughs> and the caption should right? be, sleep well. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening again. For those who've been listening, we're almost at 1,000 plays now. Sheesh. Hey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It went by too fast. I mean, episode I 16, yeah. We're trying to get some guests on. Is this on. 16 or 17? I think this is 16. Um, oh. I know we're trying to get some guests on next week, so. I know. People are probably getting tired of our voices. <laughs> don't blame them. No, nah, we're going to get some guests on. We're going to get uh, – I'm going to try to get my brothers on here soon. Um, oh, hell yeah. Just, I, w- I need to talk to Jenna. Oh, yeah. Some of my friends from school, see what if we can get them on here. I hit up Ojeda on Instagram last oh, night. Oh, facts. Yeah, I forgot about Ojeda. Yeah. Um, we'll get Lewis when he comes back from drill. My boy from the Navy SEALs wants to come on, too. So we'll be getting so some people on. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, we talked about sleep for 46 minutes. Jesus Christ. And Well, we started recording and we started talking so it's more or less like 35 oh, okay okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about it safe yeah all right man i'll see you all right y'all i'll see you soon and all thank right. y'all for listening everybody sleep well <laughs>